Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, back again on a Wednesday. And God damn it, Jared Kelnick hit his third straight game with a home run. And I'm trying to contain myself, and it's very hard. But I got to keep my cool for now because I haven't even introduced my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, someone dropped Kalnick in our SGPN Dynasty uh, League we're both in, nah, and I was able nah. to scoop him up. So th- thanks to whoever did that. Absolute bomb today, Wrigley Field, second deck in center field. I think 486 feet I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he might look like he, the post-type sleeper is is finally coming through with him. There's a few uh, Phillies that are standing out right now I want to talk about. Brandon Marsh doing good. Bryson Stott. Uh, good shortstop option there. We'll, we'll get into that though. But yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, always good to talk some baseball, no matter what day it is. Yeah, that was actually the longest home run hit by a Mariner in Statcast history. Past Mike Zanino, past Nelson Cruz, past all the the sluggers of the Mariners yeah. that they've had recently. I mean, Griffey used to hit him 500 feet. Richie Sexton used to hit him 500 feet. So like there's Mariners that have hit him that have hit him farther, but in the last eight years, there's no Mariners that have hit him farther than what Jared Kelnick did today. The man is having fun playing baseball, which is one of the most important things. And wouldn't you know it when Jared Kelnick has fun playing baseball? Jared Kelnick is pretty fucking good at playing baseball. Yeah, that's uh, great to see. And uh, before we get too far into this, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Fake Baseball on Twitter. Uh, at Fake Baseball Money on TikTok and YouTube for some clips and some reels there. And, uh, of course, make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And uh, we got a little giveaway coming up. We'll tease at the end of the show here. But make sure you get in those uh, five-star rating and reviews, and you could win something uh, something pretty good. Yeah, this is like the coolest giveaway we have ever done. Uh, I cannot wait. I really wish I could enter, even though I cannot because I could use one of what we are giving away. You could have make Blyer enter for you. <laughs> and would you know it? With my luck, that's who would win. And I, I would have to like be fake excited. For anybody listening to this, I am not going to enter myself into the giveaway. It is for you guys, the listeners, because we love you guys. We've given away some cool stuff in the past. We've given away uh, we gave away a card in the beginning. Uh, then the next giveaway we did, we gave away like a $200 merch store gift card plus a bunch of free t-shirts, stuff like that. This is better than that. This is something that you don't even know what it is, but you already want it, which makes it better than that. I mean, we could and probably Dylan, just say what you it do is. need to win this. 
We could probably just say oh. whatever it is, but oh, well, okay. let's, I mean... let's, let's, let's just get into this. and We'll talk about this in another show. Um, injury replacements. We talked a little bit about on Monday with uh, you know, Cruz going down the broken ankle with short side replacements. I think now it's even more pertinent now with uh, Corey Seager of the Texas Rangers out four weeks with a hamstring strain. I was talking about Monday. You know, I'm trying to have a little stopgap at shortstop until Tatis is eligible to play uh, next Thursday. So only have a week left here. But looking at potential replacements for, for Seager and Cruz, like there's not a lot out there. The one guy I will say, if he's not already picked up in your league, is the guy I mentioned at the top of the show, Bryson Stott for the Phillies. He uh, plays second base, of course, with Turner at short. But he played short last year. Mm-hmm. He's on a however many uh, thirteen game hitting streak now. Ooh, five straight games, five straight games with two hits. Six, seven, nine games on the season. He has two or more hits. Uh, he's hitting leadoff now, at least against right handed pitchers. Two for three today with a RBI and a stolen base. So Bryson's not looking like the real deal, and I, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of upset that I can't pick them up anywhere because uh, <laughs> they're all Phillies fans in my league. See, this is why I enjoy having you on here, though, because there's no Phillies fans in my league. So <laughs> I think I could probably go pick up Bryson Stott. Uh, he's one of those interesting guys that I think plays maybe slightly better in a points league because uh, his whiff rate is great. He doesn't strike out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Works like bad which is good, and uh, it, it's like a, a Luis Arias light who just hit for the cycle yesterday, which mm-hmm. we had one hell of a baseball day yesterday. But, yeah, Bryson Stott, he's hitting the top that crazy lineup. Have you guys been scoring some decent runs? Like, didn't you score like seven yesterday or uh, something like We that? scored like 10 or 11 off of Sandy and then um, lost, put, put up nothing last night against uh, Hayley Lardo, who's, who's off to a good start. I misremembered that, apparently. But yeah, he's he is a good replacement. He's not necessarily somebody you would have drafted on draft day, but he is one of those quintessential guys that you get like a week and a half into the year, and all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, O'Neill Cruz is out. Like, what the <laughs> hell am I supposed to do? And you're looking around, Bryce and stop, baby. He, mm-hmm. he especially in points leagues, like I said, he, he gives you everything you want. There's not a lot of downside there. The power isn't he's not gonna blow you away with home runs. No. He does everything else well. Yeah, he's a good what you think about when you think of like a traditional middle infielder, second base shortstop, hits for average, has some steals, gets some get some total bases, and he, hopefully he he stays atop the lineup because if he can be someone the Phillies can hit one or two once Harper comes back, that just adds another option for the Phillies there. Yeah, um, I didn't realize his sprint speed's in the seventy fifth percentile too. Which yeah, he's, like he's got some speed there. Got some wheels on him there. Um. Any other shortstop you have an eye on? Uh, I see Ezekiel Tovar is off to a slow start, hitting 225. He's rostered in half of Yahoo leagues. Brendan Donovan was just dropped in my league. First base, second base, third base shortstop outfield. He's down to 216 after a hot start, so maybe he's cooling off a little bit, but he's still hitting leadoff for the Cardinals. I mean, if if rostered in 80% of the leagues, though, so it's not going to be available for most of you guys. Yeah. Um, Another guy I was looking at, that I actually drafted, I believe, in this league, and then I, I dropped him for Bryce Terang, is uh, C.J. Abrams for the Washington Nationals. Mm. He's hitting down in the order. He, he's, I think he's hitting better as of late, but still only hitting 231. I mean, shortstop is just a black hole right now. There's no one really even that great at shortstop. C.J. Abrams is a weird one for me because last year... I don't know. I was so out on him, and he's one of those people that a lot of the people that work in our field were 
very in on him this year as like a sleeper, but last year I think his walk rate was like 1%. It's absurd. And one of the things you want from the speedster type guys like CJ Abrams is like the ability to get on base. Yeah, so a guy that hit nine. Yeah. Yeah, a guy that hits 220 and walks 1% of the time, just doesn't get on base. His walk rate's up a little bit this year, and his production is up a little bit this year, which is nice, but he's only got one stolen base, and he's only hitting 223. So hmm. he, I, I like him as a fill-in. I don't like him as more than a one, maybe two-week type of guy. Yeah, one is, that is it, I... Yeah. I was going to say, one that I'm interested in, he was my sleeper, actually, for one of the middle infielder slots. Uh, Tyro Estrada, he's only owned in 38% of ESPN leagues. I don't know what he's at in like Yahoo leagues and stuff, but he's doing uh, 91, 91, 91. What a yeah. big gap. What I think uh, we're going ESPN? back to what's that? What did you say? 38, 38%. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll make it quick. So at ESPN, <laughs> he can actually, you know what I heard about, uh, the Yahoo ownership. Cause remember when we were doing, our first episodes on here, like the end of the year. And mm-hmm. we kept laughing about how Yahoo is like double. Yeah. The, so Yahoo has dynasty leagues. ESPN doesn't have dynasty leagues and mm. Yahoo Yahoo's roster percentages take into account dynasty leagues where ESPN is almost exclusively redraft. Like there's some keeper leagues on there. I wonder if Yahoo has redraft. like bigger rosters too at, at, at some spots. Maybe, maybe that's why they could. But for those of you in ESPN leagues, Tyro Estrada's hitting 324. He's got some speed, stole a couple bases. He hit a home run, and he's got a couple doubles as well. The Giants have been a pretty solid team. He hits in a good lineup. Uh, I think my analysis before the season is he's like a 15 home run, 15 stolen base guy that could hit for a decent average, and that's exactly what he's kind of been so far this year. So he's a solid pickup if he's available. If you're missing somebody like O'Neill Cruz, admittedly, I do have him rostered in one ESPN league. Just I drafted him like I did, it wasn't even a, a like had to pick him up type thing. I just drafted him because I like him and he's working out pretty well so far. Yeah. And before we move over to some um, trade targets, perhaps Estrada could be a trade target in, in Yahoo leagues. Uh, we're brought to you by Shady Rays. Kick off the new baseball year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. It's that they're an independent sunglasses company that offer a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and are extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. They also offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will tell us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And make sure to check out our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. So yeah, I was saying, Estrada could be like a, tr- a, a lower trade target if you, mm-hmm. have, like if you have Seager, you know, he's coming back in four weeks. If you have someone that, you know, isn't quite playing up to, up to snuff yet. Uh, I know Witt's been pretty pretty low. Even Trey Turner doesn't have a home run yet. So if you need a stopgap there, Estrada. Um, the best shortstop right now in baseball is uh, your boy Xander Bogarts. Uh, maybe you can 
look to sell him high if, if you're not a believer in Bogarts. But um, uh, who, who, who are you going to recommend here? You know, you know what's funny about the Xander Bogarts comment, which I was I've been waiting for for a bit. <laughs> so, if you're watching this on YouTube, or you're not watching this on YouTube, or you're listening to this later. I made a YouTube short of me talking about how Xander Bogarts is going to be the uh, biggest fantasy bust this year. Oh, no. It's not looking so good. Somebody commented on the fucking YouTube short this morning and said, tell me you don't know what you're talking about without telling me you don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, God. That was such a good comment. How, how how dare you have how dare you have a hot take before the season begins? How dare you predict I know. something that doesn't happen? Come on, Blake. Where's your crystal ball That's, at? Is it broken? I told him in the I shop? told him come back and see me at the end of the season. So we'll yeah. and he said you must have been a Red Sox fan. I said, Nope, I'm a I'm a Mariners fan. I don't know what a good shortstop looks like. <laughs> but um, oh, he's struggling again this year. Yeah. Uh probably uh, if I had to name any other shortstop that I would suggest, it would probably be Orlando Arcia. We talked about him a couple times so far. He just keeps hitting the damn ball. He had a couple of two hit games over the weekend. Uh, another hit again on Monday. Or no, uh, the ninth and the tenth. That was this weekend, right? Uh, yeah, the ninth so. and the tenth. That was this yeah, weekend. Tenth and then Monday. He, and then he had uh, another hit again yesterday with a couple RBI home run yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's he's not. Or no, Again, that's I'm looking at the wrong guy now. <laughs> he, he's not a massive power guy, but he he does a lot of little things, and he was a former top prospect, so it's not like the potential's not there. He mm-hmm. has the potential to be good. He is like 28 now, so that may have come and gone, yeah. but he's hitting at the bottom of a very stacked Braves lineup, and he's giving you a lot of counting stats. He's keeping his K rate down a decent amount. Scored some runs too, so he's he's my fill in of choice. And in one of my mini leagues, I actually did pick him up as a fill in for O'Neill Cruz because that one bit me in the ass. Tim Anderson, thankfully, I almost took him in a couple leagues and I didn't. But the Tim Anderson injury is gonna oh he's hurt too, right? Yeah, too. Yep, out two to four weeks as of right now. Swanson's day to day too. That's that's shortstop taking ahead here. My only worry with uh, RC, I think it's a good good stopgap, good good someone to pick up for now, but maybe. Don't count on him to be starting. He's good to have on your bench, second base shortstop mm-hmm. outfield eligibility. But you know, if he goes on a cold week and Von Grissom is, is hitting the ball well, I could see Grissom taking over that spot. Also, you know, if Arcia goes in the IL and Grissom comes up and hits 400 in, in 10 days, like they're not going to send him back down. So he could be one of those guys that you know does lose his job to injury and fills in more as like a utility guy starting three times a week. But for now, yeah, r- ride the hot bat. Yeah, ride right, it now while you can, especially like if you're a Tim Anderson owner, he's a good one to ride now for that two to four week stretch because mm-hmm. trying to count on him longer than that, it it may come to bite you, bite you in the ass. I'm also looking at from, uh, oh, yeah, last show. We can just the last shorts up here. Hey, son Kim for the uh, Padres. Oh, I thought about that too. Hitting sixth, seventh, hit about a ninth most times, but hit seventh against the Mets on Monday. Sixth yesterday, did not play today. Second base, third base, shortstop eligibility, so a solid bench bat no matter what. Two home runs, hitting 289, 910 OPS. Rostered in 29% of Yahoo leagues, which probably means like negative 2% of ESPN leagues. So it should be available for you guys to go out there and pick up as a uh, probably more of a, like a depth depth option for you. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how they use them when Tatis comes back. So 
Mm, who that's, knows? That's a good point. Yeah. Because they're going to have to shuffle. The, I know Tatis is going to play outfield, but they're still going to have to shuffle the lineup around somehow. But Hassan Kim, I've the more I've looked into him, the more I like him than I ever thought I did. I kind of just overlooked him quite a bit there for a while. And he has sneaky power. I mean, in the WBC, he had that two home run game. And admittedly, I only know that because I bet him plus 800 <laughs> to hit a home run at any time. And he hit two. And it was fucking cool. But so he's got a power. He's got a decent hit tool. He's got a little speed. He could steal 10 bases. So I like that one. It's just the unknown of where where he's going to get his at bats from. Once yeah. Tatis comes back, makes it interesting. But we we still have we got eight days till that happens. So if you want to ride mm-hmm. Hassan Kim for eight days, you could go way worse than that. <laughs> but now we also we want to talk something we haven't really talked on this show. Closers. We've talked a little bit of closers, but we haven't talked much in terms of closers. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I want to start the closer talk off with just a little Daniel Bard news, because if you've listened to this show before, you know that I drafted Daniel Bard in every fantasy baseball league that I am in this year. And then he went on the injured list with anxiety, which, like we said before, perfectly fine. You got to have your mentals right to have a successful baseball season, especially if you're in a cl- if you're a closer and you're coming in in those uh, high leverage situations, but the update was from yesterday. It says Bard faced live hitters Tuesday for the first time since landing on the injured list. Uh, he remains on the 15 day injured list while he works through anxiety, but he's staying ready as part of a throwing progression and could perhaps feel well enough mentally to be activated before the end of April. So that is an interesting one to keep an eye on if he did get dropped by somebody in your league or if you have him on your injured list. Uh, Pierce Johnson has been the Rockies' closer in the meantime, and he's been pretty good. He's been sufficient. He's been very very up and down, I was just looking at. He has three saves, but his other two outings, he gave up one run in one inning, and then, I don't know, he, he was charged with three runs in two-thirds of an inning on uh, Tuesday against, against the Cardinals. So his ERA is at seven, but he has – Three saves. Only three pitchers have more than three saves right now. So if he's available, sure, pick him up, especially if you have Bard and you have kind of the, the handcuff there. But yeah, uh, closing Phillies is another situation where you you don't know what they're going to do. Kimbrell has the only save so far on the season. And then the other night he pitched the eighth, I believe, gave up a run. And then Dominguez blew the uh, game in the ninth against the Reds on Sunday afternoon. So Phillies is still kind of figuring it out. Uh, the guy who I think could sneakily get some saves to the Phillies is Jose Alvarado. His uh, mm. He's just been absolutely insane so far this season. He has 11 strikeouts in four innings. He, he's only had one out come not via the strikeout. That's, that's, not, a lot of, that's not a lot of run. Whip of .25. He's a, he's a lefty, so he may not get the save opportunities because they might want to save him for lefties or use him in higher leverage situations, but mm-hmm. I think if, you know, Dominguez doesn't find his stuff and Kimbrell, you know, might be a, more of a seventh, eighth inning guy at this point, Alvarado's probably also the most widely available guy at 32% in 32% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, and he could be a guy that you just pick up either for holds, if holds are a category in your league, or just get your ratios down, pick up some strikeouts and uh, combine him with another middle reliever or two to make like a, a decent, decent starter. You ready for his... Uh roster percentage in espn leagues i am 9.4 okay Woo! Yeah. 
Barely owned. I'm I'm actually going to pick him up after we're done really? recording this episode. Yeah, I I I like I like that, and I'm in a keeper league where saves are very few and far between. So getting somebody like Alvarado would be nice, and I might look into see if he's available in uh, my TGFBI league it's, because I have one save on the year. Yeah, it's it's pure speculation. I have no inside info. I, I, that's not a hunch. It's, it's just just pure pure speculation that he has the best stuff in the bullpen right now, and, and you should probably put the best stuff in the uh, to close out the game. I agree, well, and it, remi- it, it that reminds me of like the the Mariners situation, which is like the main closer situation I know with Munoz. He mm-hmm. like we had Seawald. Seawald's really fucking good closer, but Munoz just has the the best stuff in the bullpen. He's a closer. He's on the injured list right now. So does he have the best stuff? Because I, no, I, I, I mean, I, Matt Brash I brought does. up a question. Exactly, Matt Brash. <laughs> will he take over the closer role, or will he eventually work his way into the rotation? Like, is that an option if someone gets hurt? So I thought uh, about picking him up. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to ever be in the rotation again. I think he he has just kind of fully leaned into being a a hard throwing, wicked slider throwing, incredible bullpen arm. He has some inflated numbers right now. Like I think before today, his ERA was above five. He pitched a little bit today. And that went to like 4.3, but a lot of it's because I watched a lot of Mariners games. He came in on Saturday in that crazy game against Cleveland. And he, in the box score, if you look, it says he gave up an RBI, a two run RBI double or a two run double, whatever the fuck. Uh, But he really didn't. He gave up a fucking fly ball to right field and Tiasca Hernandez tried to do some cute, like, I want to jump and catch the ball type of thing to look cool and fucking drop the ball but like it hit his glove and kept moving and so they counted it as earned runs for brash even though he just it wasn't but yeah brash would have crazy stuff out there the managers have a a really weird situation going i know seawall got the save today but he gave up a bomb to cody bellinger just because we can't Mariners bullpen can't give up no runs they got to give up something but yeah, like, uh, I, I wonder if with with Munoz out, if Seawall blows another one, if Brash gets a chance in there because he, I mean, with knowing that his ERA is inflated because of a what probably should have been an error if it was a uh, if it was you know judged or scored by subjectivity, not like if it touches glove or whatnot. Yeah, because besides that, he only gave up a run, one run in his first appearance since then. He's been great, twelve strikeouts in uh five and two thirds on the year so pair him with alvarado you know maybe pick up a save here or there and if not you'll get uh, a bunch of strikeouts and, and a few innings throughout the week hell yeah brash's whiff rate on his slider is 59.1 percent right now and he's throwing 59 which is most thrown pitch and has just shy of a 60 percent whiff rate so he is somebody to keep an eye on i i like brash this year just even if it's for uh, like if we need K's or something out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. he's gonna be one of those relievers, like like in a TGFBI style league. I know obviously everybody's not in TGFBI, but in one of those roto style leagues where you want some K's or something, Brash is gonna be a reliever that strikes out 100 guys this year. So he's not that widely owned. He's a good one to look for, and especially when Munoz comes back, Munoz isn't really striking people out, which his thing was striking batters out. Now he's not striking anybody out. Mm-hmm. So who knows if, if, 
he has that spot secured. So when he comes back, who, who knows if Munoz has a spot, spot, spot ah, secured? Okay. Uh, another close <laughs> situation that was uh, much talked about towards the end of the World Baseball Classic before the season was the uh, Mets here. They have mm. two saves so far on the season. I'm not sure if they won or lost today. If they got a save, uh, let me check right here in my app. They like last I saw, they were at five. They two. won five two. Adovino got the save. His first save of the season. Uh, Robertson had the two before that. Uh, I'm not sure what Robertson's pitch count was yesterday, the day before. So maybe that was why. But yeah, that, I mean that was Robertson. Yeah, he pitched pitched at eighth and the tenth. So maybe. You know, maybe Buck is just using both of them. I know he's been under fire by Mets fans and Mets pundits saying his old school style of managing is hurting them. So, but Robertson, five innings, one hit, six strikeouts so far this season coming into today. Out of, you know, four innings, five hits, one home run. That was one run, but seven strikeouts and four innings. So I guess both guys are going to be options there, but I, I think Robertson is probably the, the, the guy to go for. Mm hmm. Uh, Robertson got the hold today. Maybe it, maybe it was a better, higher leverage situation in, in the eighth inning or something. He pitched uh, four outs, two hits, two strikeouts, kept his ERA at zero though. So he's been perfect on the year. Yeah. So I wonder if they're just giving him a a day off from a high leverage situation, especially since Diaz is out. So they don't have like necessarily mm-hmm. a guy that's like their go to locked in closer. So they do have a little bit of freedom. Have you seen David Robertson's fucking Statcast page? I haven't, but it's either just like I, I would assume it's not that great. Right. No. Okay. You ready for this? I'm not making this up. Average exit velocity, 99th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 100th percentile. Expected ERA, 100th percentile. Is there a way to look at last season's? Uh, yeah. I can see so it's like that, 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 that's off what? Four or five innings? Anyone could <laughs> have innings. a good four. I mean, or five last season there. as well, expected batting average last year, 97th percentile. Expected slugging last year, 91st percentile. Uh, whiff rate last year, 90th percentile. K percentage, 90th percentile. What's his you expected got a choke percentage? Which we like 100%. <laughs> but yeah, like he, he's a good one, but I do think that that is going to be what the Mets closer situation mm-hmm. is for this year since they don't have the like the one go to guy. They'll just, like, whoever, whoever they're feeling, whoever might have the, the best uh, initial matchup when they come into the game is just who's going to be running out there. A guy that I wanted to ask you about was uh, Yoan Duran from Minnesota. What's his roster rate in on Yahoo? Is is he? He's. I guess he is technically closing, or he's a ninety-five percent. Closers are are rostered in a lot of like, like the best, the quote unquote best closers available so far are uh, Will Smith is rostered in thirty-two percent of leagues. Danny Jimenez for the A's, who I just recently dropped because he's gave a, a big home run. Um, <laughs> Carl Edwards Jr. got, got a save for the Nats. Nick, Nick Anderson, Hector Neris. Like, there's no actual closers available. That's why That's why I picked up Alvarado, and that's why I, I might pick up Brash. But it's only one category in um, this 7x7 seven seven league I'm in, so I'm not, not a huge proponent of, of going for saves. I, I normally try to punt them if I can. I do too, but like these roto leagues that I'm in this year, the industry ones kind of have me wanting to. I mean, I have to go for them. I don't really have a choice. Uh, but normally, yeah, like I play a lot of points leagues, and I just I don't go for saves at all in points leagues. Closers and relief pitchers don't mean shit in a points league because cool, you can get me five points twice a week if you save a couple games. 
So you give me 10 points. I can stream a pitcher that could get me a win and give me 26 points just because he started on Tuesday. So kind of depends on league type and all of that. But like some of the closers available in this random, like my test, I was joined a test league every year. This is the league that I drafted in like December on ESPN. Like how many people are paying attention besides you on that one? Probably just me, to be honest. (laughs) And I'm only half paying attention because I got seven other leagues. But the closers available in this league are Doval for San Francisco, Munoz and Seawald for Seattle, Duran for Minnesota, Diaz for Cincinnati, Minter for Atlanta. Is that a uh, five Phillips by five for league? Pick up Minter if he's available. Everybody out there, because I, I, Iglesias. It is a I five by five league. I see Iglesias going down a, a dark path here. I, I don't know if he's going to return anytime soon. Uh, well, he's yeah, resumed throwing as of Monday on on flat ground. So hope, hopefully it's a positive sign. We'll see though, because didn't it was a shoulder right for him? Shoulder uh, issue? Some sort of arm inflammation. Because Kyle Wright had the same thing, and he got fucking toasted mm. by the Reds yesterday. The Reds, yeah. of all people. I've toasted. also been surprised that uh, Joe Musgrove hasn't come back yet. I saw he may need another rehab start there. So he was That's... someone that was trying trying to come back for his first start out of the rotation in like April 6th, and now it's April 12th. Might need another. Might he'll miss a first. I mean, it's only a few weeks, but just you expect him to be healthier. It's earlier. because he fell in one of his rehab starts oh, off no. of the mound onto his shoulder and hurt his shoulder. How fucking dumb is that? First you drop a, no offense, Joe Musgrove, but first you drop a weight on your toe and fracture your fucking toe. And then you fall off the mound in a rehab start and hurt your shoulder. I'm irritated by that one because I drafted a lot of Joe <laughs> Musgrove because he is elite. Nick Pollock from pitcher list came on here and talked to us about Joe Musgrove and how he is one of his, uh, whatever he called it, uh, his top pitchers, like his top 17 guys that are there for wins. And whatever. Yeah. And fucking falls off the mound. Like how, like yeah, my seven year old wouldn't <laughs> fall off the fucking mound. That's rough. I and mean, you're a professional well, athlete. I wonder if the, the, the groundskeeper got fired after that. I wonder, I wonder if there's any, any video of that. But um, we are brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, so one thing that we have been doing on here recently at the end of our episodes is we are, I mean, we do this three times a week, 
Uh, and we actually have a at least fairly, at least three times yeah, a week. at least three times a week, and we have a fairly significant amount of listeners. Uh, we can see the data, so we know how many listeners we have coming in. We appreciate all you guys. You guys are fucking amazing. Our listenership has jumped significantly in the last few weeks, and also this is episode sixty. So appreciate everybody coming for episode sixty. I never even thought we'd make it to ten, and here we are, fucking sixty, just going strong. A hundred is in our sights, but. Uh, at the end of our episodes, we have been kind of picking a guy. Hey, you know what? Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate that. We appreciate you being here to listen every day. Uh, but we highlight a pitching matchup that we like for the next day. So if you're listening to this live, this would be a pitching matchup for tomorrow. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast feed, this will be a pitching matchup for Thursday, the 13th of April. Uh, I think the last episode, the pitcher I picked was Hayden Wisniewski, who fucking blew it against the Mariners. Uh, but you picked Kyle Freeland, which was a good pick. Freeland had a pretty good start yesterday. I think he only gave up two runs, struck out five. I threw over out uh, Bailey Falter as well. I think he got got a, got a win for, for the Phils on Saturday. So Yeah, so that was really, really good. Yeah, the, so, the, it seems to be kind of kind of slim pickings for, for uh, mm-hmm. Thursday here, though. I mean, there are a bunch of teams off for a getaway day. Only the best one available in my league, rostered in 16% of leagues, is Nick Martinez. Going to be pitching at home against the Brewers, but like, I'm not even confident enough to, to pick him up. Uh, Eric Lauer, I think we talked about as an option last Saturday. He got he got crushed by the Cardinals, but going to San Diego against Martinez, rostered 22%. The guy I'm looking at here is uh, Johnny Brito for for the Yankees. Love He's it. come out come out of nowhere, back to back five inning starts, six strikeouts. One stri- two strikeouts only allowed one run so far. So um, pitching at home, so it's a tough ballpark to pitch in. But the Twins have been up and down. Uh, Byron Buxton had that scary collision today at second base. He's being evaluated. Would not surprise me if he, he misses this game. So he's the only one rostered in less than seventy five percent of leagues that I would I would look at in um, Yahoo leagues. Same. Uh, I I like that one. He was going to be my pick as well, but. I know you mentioned Nick Martinez. If I couldn't pick Brito, I'd probably pick Nick Martinez. I loved Martinez's first start against Colorado. I mean, he gave up four runs, but went seven innings and struck out five. Mm -hmm. And he got toasted at Atlanta, which I think I will. I'm okay with that because, I mean, Atlanta's so good. So, like, it's it's hard to, to face them and not just get lit up. So, he still struck out four over four and four and two thirds. Milwaukee is a team they're eight and three, but they don't scare me necessarily. So he could yeah. get on a little bit of a roll and it could be a decent start. You're not, you're not going to get any ACE like numbers from a streamer for tomorrow. But if you're looking for a guy that could give you something, uh, I think that that is those two are going to be probably your best options. Yeah. And looking ahead to a uh, Friday here, I'm sure we'll do a more in depth tomorrow, but only guys really available in my league here is Noah Syndergaard, who I will not be picking up, but um, <laughs> the Mariners' own Marco Gonzalez. He's had one bad start, one good start, both against the uh, Guardians so far this season. His good start was at home. He's at home against the Rockies on Friday night. Rockies aren't a good lineup. Uh, great call on Elias Diaz, by the way. He had a, he had a home run yesterday, I believe, so pick him up for a, uh, if you need a catcher mm-hmm. in your league, but they're going on the road. I'm not, I'm not afraid of the Rockies lineups. That'd probably be a, an early look for Friday to look at uh, 
Marco Gonzalez. I'm not sure if you have anything to say about him if you've watched either of his starts. Uh, yeah, I like I like uh, Marco Gonzalez. He's boring, which if you live in the Seattle area, it's kind of it's a joke that goes around the Seattle organization. Uh, one of the old owner guys just said Marco Gonzalez is just boring. And so Marco Gonzalez uh, used to walk around with the shirt that said boring, all that kind of stuff. But he is, I mean, he only throws like an 88 mile an hour fastball, which isn't crazy, but he's got good command, which you look for. Colorado, again, not a crazy lineup. And they're playing on the road in Seattle, which is the most pitcher friendly park in baseball. And the Rockies traditionally struggle away from Coors. So I like that. Uh, Martin. They really need to get something out of their bullpen because they have used a shit ton of bullpen guys a few days. So Marco's the kind of guy they put in there and just tell them like, hey, we need six or seven innings. So he's likely going to do that on Friday. So that's a that's a really good start. My guy that I was uh, keying in on. Uh, uh, I just want to jump in here. And uh, unfortunately, Jose Alvarado has given up a run. Oh. Uh, he came in in the seventh inning, got, got a strikeout, gave up a double, then um, struck out Chaz Chisholm. Uh, and a ground out there as well, but then it came out for the next inning, gave up a home run to uh, Jorge Soler, and then got Arias out, and then got out of the game. So f- four outs, two strikeouts, one home run, and a double again. So he's not untouchable. He's no longer here I have zero, <laughs> but I still stand by what I said 20 minutes ago. Oh, let's see. Uh, Professor Tweety Pooper said, drafted Kelnick with my last pick and starting to feel good about holding him. As you should, man, I have been on the Kellenic hype train for a very long time. I've been talking about Kellenic since we started this last September 8th or whatever the hell it was. We're 60 episodes in, and I think I've talked about Kellenic for 60 episodes. So this is the the kind of output I've been looking for Kellenic for a long time. He's having so much fun playing baseball. He's hitting the shit out of the ball. That was a monster home run today, and he's had a bunch of clutch hits too. Uh, that home run in the ninth on Sunday to tie the game was amazing. Fuck the bullpen for blowing it. But yeah, I took Kelnick uh, in our SGPN league. I dropped him a couple weeks ago because I'm a fucking idiot and Ryan picked him up. And I also took him in like the 24th round of TGFBI as my outfield four. And I am happy as hell because the path has been so sweet. Uh, but my pitcher that I am looking at for Friday I mean, not to just do what you did to me, but it's Taiwan Walker for mm. the Phillies. Not to pick your guy, but going against the Reds. He went against the Reds last time. He didn't even make it through the fifth inning, but he only gave up two runs. Uh, five strikeouts. He's got five strikeouts in both games so far this year. He has upside, and if you're looking for a guy to stream, he's the kind of guy that, I mean, I want to say he could get you five, six innings with five, five or six strikeouts and give up a couple runs, but he hasn't gone through five yet, but if he if he can get there, it's the Reds. So they're not the greatest lineup in the world. It it is at the Reds that is the one worry. He, he, but yeah, he he just saw him. He knows how to attack him. He, he should get your strikeouts, and hopefully the the Phillies should be able to beat the beat the fucking Reds. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, we I hope so, but who knows? I I didn't see him there because he he's rostered in my league, of course. So I was looking at only uh, available pitchers. Oh, of course. Uh, and ESPN, yeah. he's t- rushed in 10% of leagues. Oh, 29% of leagues, but he's a Philly, so he oh, automatically yeah. oh, yeah, gets yeah, picked yeah, up. Oh, yeah. In your league that has uh, Edmundo Sosa <laughs> already drafted <laughs> or already on a, on a team. Hey, you 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 threw him out there uh, on Monday. I, I did, and up. I don't even – I'm not going to – I didn't look at how – I usually – I keep track of our guys that we put out each episode, like to keep an eye on. I 
didn't keep track uh, of Edmundo. Oh for so one today, oh for three yesterday, oh for one on Monday. So oh, come on, the uh, the baseball money is fake curse claims another victim here. <laughs> the fucking newt bar curse from last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it hasn't happened to Kellnick yet though. But uh, if you guys are watching this live, as I mentioned, we are 60 episodes in, but we have only been recording, uh, I think we're 13 or 14 episodes in on video. So we have another 40 plus episodes and you can find those on literally any streaming platform you can imagine. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify. It's like 25 or 26 or 27 different streaming platforms were there you, you can go so we had all these in the off season we've had a lot of cool guests on uh gary sheffield jr nick pollock from pitcher list a couple times eric cross from now roto baller so go check us out over there and if you are somebody that is listening to this on your podcast feed we love and appreciate you guys very much and we love and appreciate you guys so much that we are as of today so as of right now, if you are listening to this on the podcast feed, give me like an hour if you're watching this live. Uh, <laughs> our giveaway is going to be a custom MLB jersey of the winner's choosing from MLBshop.com. Uh, any team you want, any name you want on the back, any number will be the custom stitched real nice jersey to enter. Uh, we are going to, I'll put it out on Twitter. I think I can put it up on YouTube as well on our little community page on the, on the bottom. Uh, we have, we have a Google form that you will need to put your first and last name in your email so that we can get a hold of the winner and you get one entry for a five-star rating on app on, uh, Spotify, one entry for a five-star rating and review on Google, and you get one entry for subscribing to the YouTube so you can get three entries. So you'll put your, we'll have a Google form. You just go and put your first name, last name, uh, email address so we can contact you if you win. And then there's a spot to put, you'll have to put like a screenshot of each one just to prove that you that you did it. Uh, and it is going to run through two Thursdays from now. Uh, don't ask me to do math. The 26th. 27th, uh, NFL 27th. draft. NFL draft yeah. night. Yeah, so it'll run all the way up until the day of the NFL draft on April 27th. And then we will announce it on that Thursday episode live on the podcast for everybody to find out. Again, if you are listening to this on your podcast feed, that giveaway will already be up. It will be on Twitter at Fake Baseball. It will be on YouTube on the community page. It will also be in our Discord at sg.pn slash Discord. I will have it up in the Fantasy Baseball channel. Lots of ways to enter. <clears throat> and again... You get a custom MLB jersey of your choosing, whichever team you want, whatever name you want on the back, and whatever number. It's a nice stitched ones from MLBshop.com. The real nice stuff. So make sure you enter. It goes a long way to helping us, and it allows us to give back to you guys for being such awesome listeners, especially we have so many of you guys now. So we really appreciate that. Uh, but you can catch me on Twitter as well at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.